What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined, as always, by my outstanding co-hosts. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers. He was all swag. It's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got our NFL Draft enthusiast, the guru, you can catch all this work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. It's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. Gentlemen, what's going on, man? What's going on? I can't tell. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Teams you think should win, lose. Teams you think should lose, win. And the Yankees are still hanging around. I can't figure it all out. Hey, man, y'all Sox, they might be teetering, but hey, they got a cushion like none other. Yeah, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that, that cushion That's is not a, healthy, a good thing leading to the playoffs, though. No. Yeah, yeah. But let's, start, let's start with uh, with the beloved Bears, though. Uh, they got win number one under their belt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We were, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, Cheer for for Andy Dalton's uh, demise here, but, demise. Uh, That's harsh. Demise. Okay, <laughs> wow. I mean, man. I mean, what, I don't know what else. What what other word to use there? Uh, he got hurt, and actually, he, he actually looked pretty good before the uh, before the knee injury. Uh, he was looking he good. He did. And uh, but we got to see number one Justin Fields for an extended period of play uh, in week two. Um, what was what was? Let me start with smoke, man. What, what what were your thoughts when uh when number one entered the game? Uh, well, just just to go back to Dalton, he started off perfect. One thing that was going through my mind, why? Because he he scrambled like three times, and I was like, whoa, what is Andy doing here? He <laughs> moving a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? And then he he. Came up limb. I'm like, oh, sh- yeah, that's not good. I say, well, my prediction of Fields will start the second half was true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was, man, I was excited. I was amped. I was amped up. Uh, you know, I was, I was out of town, so I had to watch the game at a, a sports bar, a Chicago-based sports bar in Atlanta. Um, so I didn't have any sound to hear anything, but just watching. And it, it really helped me just really watch the game. So it was, I was excited to see him, you know, get the extended playing time. And he did, he did what I expected. He was, a, he's a rookie. Like, yeah. I didn't expect him to be great. I expected him to make mistakes. Uh, he had, he had a couple balls that should have been caught. I'm still surprised that Allen Robinson dropped that touchdown. Um, but, I mean, overall, he did what I expected a rookie to do. And then when we needed him to use his strength at the end, he did that and sealed the game. You know, so I was happy with what I saw. You know, I was happy we got the win. I think I asked this on Facebook. I, I'm wondering, did the defense get motivated by, you know, his his entry? You know, it just seemed like they had a little more life to him. 
you know, once he came in the game. But, you know, that could be a lot of just them being embarrassed last week as well. I think, yeah, you know? I think I think it yeah. was a, uh, it was a perfect a perfect storm of yeah. them being embarrassed about what happened last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing the young guy in, but then also the fans yeah. being at Soldier Field and giving, giving that, some extra energy. That's true. That's true. I think that, that, and, that perfect storm came in and they mm-hmm. and they looked like the defense that you know we we're used to seeing in this and, time. Exactly. And like when you mentioned the fans, to speak on that, like so watching the sports shows the next day and today, like Mark Sanchez did the game. Yeah. And he spoke on how when Fields came in the game, he couldn't even hear the the producers in his ear. Or the person next to him because the fans were so loud and so excited about Fields coming in. And that probably juiced up the, the defense as well. Like, oh man, the fans is going crazy. Like, it's time. Like, it's time to become the monsters of the midway, you know. So it, it had it has it had its positives, definitely had its negatives. But you know, I think he learns from what he went through, in my opinion. I think him getting out there for those extended snaps, I know I know Nagy isn't really saying much of anything. He said, well, he didn't say his PR person came back out and said. Yeah, the, the media uh, relations yeah. came back. If, if Dalton is healthy, he will start. Like, so I don't know what's going on there, but I – I'm confident in Fields getting a start with him having extended snaps this weekend to go into Cleveland and play against a much better defense, a much better team. How nervous do you think he was going into into that game? Because I I saw two things I had never seen before in, in all my years of watching football. There were two quarterback false starts which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> I didn't know that was possible to have, to have a quarterback false start. You can see it back in the day. You don't say as much now because they do so much, you know, hand motion stuff behind mm-hmm. the line. They just let yeah. it go away with it. Um, so you're probably, to your, to your point, probably more nervous than his exterior would show, you yeah. know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm listening to Smoke say what he's saying. You know, I'm listening to the little joy and and Ezra's voice, a little you know, vain, very falsely veiled joy that just seems to be emanating from where, his, where, his where presence. Is this joy, no, this where, is not, where's this, this headed? Joy here. Where's this headed? I'm sensing all this, and I I've got a few words. I got a phrase. Andy got? Dalton is my quarterback. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Come on now, let's keep it real. Andy Dalton was nine for 11, 56 yards and a tutty. Okay. Yeah. He ran for 25 yards on two carries. Justin Fields ran for 31 yards on 10 carries. Okay. Somebody had a quarterback rating of 118.2. Mm-hmm. Somebody didn't even bust 30. And that and, was the youngster, Mr. And, number and one, and a, and Mr. Quarter, I'm built for this. Mm-hmm. Mr. I'm built for this. In a quarter yeah. and a half. I'm built for this. Couldn't even make a 30 rating. 
Man. Had a fumble, almost lost a fumble. He had did. an interception where he didn't see the big ass linebacker right there. Could have cost the team the game. Th- Burrow think, and the boys I, got I back. I think a healthy. lot of a lot of guys could have been fooled by that. Burrow and the boys got back in the game. We a game that seemed to be secure. We barely held on for a three point victory against a, you. You you picked the ball off four times and you can't score but twenty points at home and you barely win. You got to look at the young dude. You got to look at the rookie. There's a reason why Nagy's not playing him. And you saw the reason why he's not playing him. He's <laughs> not ready yet. I, I didn't see that. Nah. He's I didn't see that. Because, all he because... did was all he did was do what an athlete does. He ran for the first down. That was the biggest play he made. Yeah, the, he and, made and, 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 yeah. And, and it secured a win. Yeah, it secured a win, and it would have been an even bigger play if Allen Robinson missed the sure hands. Right. Oh, if the bucks were candy nuts, I'd be full and, of candy cheese. You're right. You right. But hey. Darnell Mooney dropped a 30-yard 30 30 pass. Yeah. Well, maybe he throw a little bit better pass. The pass was there. You can't, he couldn't throw it any better. Well, apparently he could have. Nah. Now, nah. all that being said... Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm ready for Justin to stop. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I told you it was an angle here. I told you it was an angle here, man. I told you. Yeah, I'm ready. I told are you it was an angle me? here. I saw that pass and Alan Robinson drop. I'm like, what are you doing? That was beautiful pass. It was right there, right, right through his arm, right with the bed basket. Darn that Mooney's like, dude, you're better than that. You got to hold on to it. No, I mean, for a guy who was nervous with the false starts, he did a really good job throwing the ball. Um, there are some things, like you said, Brandon, where, you know, he's an experience, the rookie part show. Um, but the thing that's just awesome, that's always been consistent about him uh, is that he keeps his head. He stayed mm-hmm. level headed. Uh, even with the mistakes, it didn't seem like things got too big for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might have been nervous for a moment. Those things happen, but it didn't get too big for him. You know, like, like your namesake on my bowling team, young Brandon, on my bowling team, he got his first 300. Shout out to oh, Brandon. Really? Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. That's first 300 this past Sunday. But the moment didn't get too big for him. You know, he, he got a little knee wobbly. What was the 10th frame like? And what was his reaction after? Well, you say 10th frame. Got to the 7th frame. He missed his mark by about four boards and got a Brooklyn. For those of you who don't know bowling terms, that's the opposite pocket from where you should be getting your strike. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was like, I said, all right, youngster, you, you, you got lucky with that one. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, don't let that go to waste. Stay focused, but stay relaxed. Wait, you talk to him? Seventh frame. I'm saying seventh frame. it's the seventh. No, 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 that, that dog, you understand. So it's, it's, not like a, it's not like a no-hitter? Where... No, no, no. At the seventh frame, it's not. That's oh, when you okay. get to ninth, ninth, tenth frame territory. That's when you kind of walk away from him. Okay. Seventh frame, look, when you're as good as he is, you're used to seeing six, seven in a row. That ain't nothing. Seventh okay. frame don't mean nothing. You a bowler? Seven, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Talk, talk to me when we get to the ninth and tenth frame. Okay. Uh, okay. We got to okay. the tenth frame. We got to the tenth frame. He buried it. And here's the thing that was crazy. The guy on the, the guy on the other squad was matching him. So they both had the mm. first nine in a row. Oh, wow. Right. And we had lost the first game by one pin. We're playing the best team in the league, the best team in our division. So, you know, and I'm not bowling that well personally. So, you know, I'm making Brandon bowl a little bit better. So... We get to the 10th frame. Like I said, Brandon Barry said the other dude got tapped. He didn't He didn't get a strike. He left one pin. So Brandon got to the 11th row. And, man, and now you got to understand something. When you get to the 10th frame, like you said, nobody says anything to you. But the thing that's messed up, 
the lanes left and right of you, they stop bowling. Right, so all that here. regular ambient noise you're used to, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the silence, silence. Stephanie. Now, because Brandon is so well-liked in our league, it wasn't just the lanes left and right of us. It was like the whole bowling the whole alley stopped. Wow. Usually, if one dude on one end is bowling a 300, the people on the other end don't know until you hear a cheer. Hey, oh, I guess somebody bowling a 300. No, in a 10th frame, everybody down there knew that he was the about entire, to bowl The entire alley knew. Yes. Word <laughs> of spread. Right. That's a, that's a different kind of pressure. Yes. So when he threw that ball in the 11th, his 11th roll, he was a little off balance and he swung it out a little too wide to the right. And you heard the crowd go, Oh, but out that far outside, it was drier there. The lane was dry. For those of you who don't know, when you have a dry lane like that, the ball, your ball can grab more, more friction. They can grab and it'll turn. So it, although it was far out, it turned earlier and it turned sooner and came, you know, hooking right back in and he you know he buried it in the pocket and everybody was like oh, oh yeah. so people were clapping, clapping. Then everybody stopped and then they get quiet again. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and so brandon and we only noticed because he told us afterwards he's like man my legs were shaking <laughs> they go the 12 ball he's a nervous it was like you could hear a fly pee in the bathroom so he got up there and he let it go man and everybody's like, oh, because you can throw a ball in the pocket and still get tapped or just something, you know, just not get it. And when it hit, man, it was so raucous and loud and people came at him and he looked like he didn't know what the hell to do. <laughs> He'd like he, <laughs> been chasing this for so long. He didn't know how to act once he finally got it. And he was like in stunned shock. He was like in shock. And everybody's hugging him. It was like the crowd carried him from the lane over to the pit, over to outside the bowling, you know, where we sit down. But uh, it was fantastic. Uh, everybody was happy for him. Uh, and like I told my sister who was visiting that day, I said, everybody, the whole league's going to come down. until I said, even when we get to the next game, people are still going to be coming down and telling them how happy they are. So does he, does he get like a ring or something for? Yeah, when you bowl 300 and you're in the league, uh, you'll get, uh, you'll get a ring. You'll also get a pin. Oh my! Uh, it's just a nice. It's, it's just like a, it's like a kind of like a wooden kind of you know. It's not like the pin that you would. It's, it's like the same weight as a pin you would bowl with, but it's not one of those pins. But it's like the same weight, facsimile more or less, and uh, you get a ring. Shout out! Shout out to my man Brandon, man. Perfect game. That's What's awesome. up, man? That's awesome. Now back back to the bench. <laughs> and so all I'm saying, making the analogy with young Justin and young Brandon, sometimes you get to that point. It's a little bit of nervousness, but you're your desire, your will, your ability, all those things still push forward. And I think that's what we saw at the end of that game. We saw him keep a level head. We saw him protect the ball because he learned his lessons from earlier, not mm-hmm. just that game, but early in the preseason. And he didn't do any spin moves. He was like, I just got to get the first down. And when we saw that power, strength, youth, and athleticism get him that you know, all-important first down. Um, I think we had to keep in mind that he didn't have those reps going into that game. Yeah, that, that he was thrust into that situation. And although they had, you know, it was a tight game. It wasn't like the game was won when he got in there, um, not by any stretch of the means. So, and the Bengals, whether the people realize or not, their defense, especially their front four, is a lot better than people realize. They're not the household names just yet, but they do generate a lot of pressure. And uh, they are an emerging defense. They're getting a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 hey, I mean, I, I think I'm like, speak for everybody here. We want to see the young man play. I think against the Brown, 
might need his escapism <laughs> to help you win against those guys, especially with Clowney and Miles Garrett coming off the edge. Yeah, they got they got some edge rushers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's an active secondary. Uh, and the Browns can run the ball on you, you know. So if you get behind, it may be hard to catch up. So the Bears want to take care of the ball. They want to take care of business, obviously. But I think they need to do a better job of getting him more acclimated to – what it is he's going to be facing, you know, when the live bullets start to hit. And that's giving him enough of a resource with the play calling, enough of the resource with the players to help him so he doesn't have to feel like he does – that he has to do everything himself. He should be – he – Nagy should have came out already and said he's preparing to be the starter. Yeah. He's not he, like – because, uh, I mean, but, I well, but, but my, my thing is Andy is old when it comes to being a QB. He's an older guy. Like that bone bruise ain't ain't something that's just gonna go away right away for him. Yeah. Like, like I don't want it to become around game time is Andy can't go. Like, like prep the kid now to be but, the starter. If but, even but, if but he why, don't but watch start, tell, but, but why tell everybody though? Well, okay, I, you I, don't I have think, to. I you think don't, some, I, okay, I don't think you have to tell him, but but prep him as such. I think it's some gamesmanship because we no one really knows, you know, uh, how injured Dalton is or right. how hurt he is. You know, uh, I've had a bone bruise before, and I play I played on it uh, the same week that it happened, and it hurt like hell. But I mean, you put a brace on and, and you can get through. So we don't, we don't, we don't know, you know, you know how how bad it is. So Cleveland in this situation, they got they got to prepare for for, for both. both guys. So yeah. I, I I think it's yeah it's to the Bears' advantage just just for for Nagy to say yeah um, whoever's healthy, you know, if if, if Dalton is healthy, he's going to play. So, you know, just just to just to keep that that ambiguity there, you know. So so him saying when the guy asked him, you know, I'm not going to discuss scheme was was in retrospect the right answer. I think. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's why I don't understand why the backlash back that out. came. Right. Well, they, they, I don't think it was necessary for, for him to come back out with. Well, I guess, well, I, I guess then people will be saying that Fields is obviously going to be the starter. And so I think mm-hmm. they wanted to sort of sort of stop that but yeah i don't i don't think they needed to have the pr guys come out and 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 re-answer that question well i think most importantly what was completely missing all this was brandon calling somebody oh it's your birthday man you kind of old yourself now too. <laughs> right you so i think it, you, i you think don't want i think don't want 35 <laughs> That's his May 34. You part of that age crew, <laughs> no, you know? No, he's still okay. I mean, he's still got people that are playing in the league that, you know, that, that are his age, you know. Yeah, some that's 10 like, years I don't older. I have Tom Brady is the only guy in the league that uh, <laughs> is my age or older. That's it. So me too. Man, they put yeah. did, you, did y'all see that post? Did y'all see that post uh ESPN posted? Like, What's man, that? the league is being taken by storm by these young quarterbacks. And they had Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, and Tom Brady. <laughs> like, this dude is, is hey, Tom one Brady of the young looks guys. younger now. Yes, he's he, Benjamin he Button in, in, in two thousand one. Yeah, yes. that's crazy. He's Benjamin Button, clearly. And the Florida weather agrees with him. Yeah, yeah. 
As I don't, him know, and Gronk. Bo hell, Gronk looks younger too. I don't. I don't know what they got. That they found the fountain of youth. <laughs> uh, was that Pont, Ponce de Leon? Man, uh, uh, they 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 found this fountain of youth down in Florida, and uh, if that's what you want to call it, if you want right. to call it Ponce de Leon, I don't know what they're taking, but if you want to call it Ponce de Leon, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I wasn't gonna go there. I wasn't going there. But uh, but yeah, it it, it 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 seems to be working, man. Whatever whatever it is, whatever they're doing, it's mm-hmm. right, man. Avocado yeah. ice cream, baby. Avocado ice cream. Avocado, <laughs> man. <laughs> And a TB12 water. <laughs> That's good stuff. But but to, to speak on the, the defense though, I know I know it was it was very positive with the defense. But but oh and I think I'm about to become the the resident Eddie Jackson hater. Basher. <laughs> the, the the play with Jamal uh with, with Chase. Like I, he played very well up until that moment. I, that wasn't on him, though. Well, how do he hit his own teammate? He was he was back there. I'll give him that. <laughs> I'll give him that. He was back there, but but he, he he and it wasn't like Chase caught it and put a move on him. <laughs> no, Chase. It was soon as Chase caught the ball, Eddie Jackson hits the teammate like. Like, come on, man. Maybe it's not as easy as we think it is. Uh, it did look a little Keystone Coppish, but I, you know, I, maybe these guys are starting to adjust to the defensive coordinator schemes, and maybe the defensive coordinator is starting to adjust to his players' abilities and attributes. And maybe what we saw Sunday is a precursor of what we're going to see going forward. Because let's—I mean, in all fairness, I know I know Burrow struggled a little bit, but. You know, when he wasn't struggling, all of a sudden it was like, oh, shit, that's right. These guys can – these all three of these receivers can catch the ball and Joe Mixon can run the ball. I mean, that's a talented, skilled team in terms of the skilled players with the Bengals, and they're young going forward. So um, it, my, I say that to say that the Bears' defense really did a good job and contained those guys for pretty much most of the game. I mean, it's the NFL, man. These days it's hard to keep a team or shut a team out. It really is. What the Bills did against the Dolphins is rare. You just don't see shutouts anymore, um, enough, not, especially with the disparity of, 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 a, of a score like we saw in Buffalo, Miami. So for the yeah. Bears to do that and the force four turnovers, because those are some legit turnovers. Yeah. You know, I mean, Burrow made mistakes, but the Bears were like, you know, kind of, you know, were catalysts or, or you know, for, for those mistakes happening. So they instigated a lot of those turnovers. So I think that's a good thing. And that's when the Bears are at their best, when they're forcing turnovers and moving and and and, and moving the ball forward to give the offense less field to work to have to, uh, to contend with. And that can pretty much happen. That can very well happen against Cleveland because Baker Mayfield is known for getting a little excited and you know throwing off platform and you know sailing a few. And if the Bears can corral some of those errant passes, that puts them in position to you know, to 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 win and help the help the rookie out if the rookie's playing. Well, um, hey. And I'm Cleveland. worried about. I'm. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, smoke. I'm sorry. Well, and Cleveland is without uh, Landry. Right. There are a lot of like, no, no Beckham, and no Beckham. Landry. Yeah. You know, so they got uh, peoples, the peoples, peoples out there trying to catch the ball, and, and I think it's Higgins and 
uh, forget who's in the slot, but yeah, they don't have your, your, your typical starters. Uh, so they're probably a heavy dose of the tight ends. I think we're going to see with a lot of Chubb and Hunt catching the ball. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm worried about the nickel and dime situation. Um, yeah. Cause Shelly and, and, and Vildor, Oh, they were, they were getting targeted uh, against <laughs> Cincinnati, man. That, 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 that almost got ugly. There, there was, there were some plays that were made, but had Burrow looked another way. Yeah. Could have, you know, could have done some real damage. Um, so I'm I'm a little worried about about uh, their their cornerback situation, and 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 you know in particular nickel you know the nickelback, um, they're out and you know mind you it's we're we're in late September here, you can't tell me there ha- there isn't somebody else out there. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. You know that's not going to happen. I hear I he's know. probably going to Tampa. <laughs> well, yeah, that's where everybody goes to retire. Apparently, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, you hey, think about happen. think about it in real life. You ain't that's where regular citizens when they yeah. retire, they go yeah. to Florida. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> my, my parents. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hey, yeah. So, uh, so I'm I'm worried about that uh, more than anything on this team. Uh, I thought the D line, you know, showed up uh, that was in key. this game, and I mean they they're getting some help now. Uh, Mario Edwards is going to be back from suspension uh, this week. Hopefully, uh, Eddie Goldman is going to be ready to go. Um, Had a Quinn sighting. He said, "Yeah, Quinn Quinn, <laughs> Quinn looked pretty good, man." Had a Quinn sighting. Quinn, Quinn Matt looked got good. Him a Matt, sack. Matt got a sack, and and more importantly, man, he was. Uh, he was creating pressure back there. The sack right. that um, uh, where well, he he teamed up with Quinn on one, and then there was another that I think um, who's ninety. Uh, the guy that got the interception. Um, I can't think of his I name. I forget his name. Big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he got a sack, but it was caused by uh, Mac. Uh, bull rushed and basically just collapsed the entire pocket, and and Burrow just ran right into um, uh, Blackson. Blackson. Um, so yeah, so so Mac, I think I think Mac had a really good game. Um, so yeah, they you know the front seven showed up. Uh, Roquan obviously, mm-hmm. he's a freaking beast, man. Um, love love to see him play. He's he's the next great one, and and uh, Alec Ogletree uh, yeah. looked pretty good, man. He looked good in preseason to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and then it's the, translating. In this defense, your your interior linebackers can really do well. <laughs> I mean, they really can. Yeah. Um, I've almost and, forgotten that Trevathan hasn't played yet. Yeah, I mean, the. the, the I, I share your concern with the with the secondary. I mean, it, it is issuematic, but if that front seven can apply that kind of pressure we saw against Cincinnati, uh, come close to it, it, it definitely helps out the back end. And maybe those guys don't have to be as good for as long, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, covering somebody. And, you know, that's, that's what we have to hope for until they get a little more experience or whatever, figure it out uh, a little bit more so. Um, but, yeah, I think the Bears going forward, 
uh, next season, I definitely need to get some some corner help and maybe even some more safety help, some secondary help overall. Yeah, that that I think that's that's probably your well, they don't have a first round next year, do they? No, second and third round. Yeah, so that's that's gonna be a yeah, that'll be a priority, I'm sure. Uh, and maybe even free agency as well. Mm-hmm. Which I think they they tried to do. I I really want to want to find out what happened with uh Trufant. Desmond Trufant, yeah. And why why he's not here. I don't know, dude. He's been struggling since he since like his last year in Atlanta with just being healthy and available to play. So you, you know, like they say, I hate to be cliche, but you know, I throw out at least one or two cliches every episode. The best available best was the best ability is availability. Best, yep. So, you know, it's not like we've heard his name since he left Chicago either. So no. he, he did sign with somebody though, didn't he? He did. And I knew a few weeks ago. Uh, oh no. Don't know now. Is it the 49ers? <laughs> Did he go to the 49ers? I don't know. He I want to say he went out west. He is a – he's a New Orleans Saint now. Oh, okay. Well, he went down south. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little west of Chicago, but down I south. Get, and that's probably – they picked him up because they were without Lattimore and another guy For a little bit, in yeah. that secondary. So. Plus, they've seen him for a few years, so they kind of have an idea of what they think they're getting. Emphasis on think they're getting. Uh, what what can we expect uh, from the team against a, a very good Cleveland Browns team? Uh, that, hard to that hard to out. hard to say because offensively we don't know who's going to be the QB. So I, I think mm-hmm. defensively is pretty much what we can focus on, and I think we pretty much sort of kind of said that they're going to have to contend with Hunt. And, and, and Chubb Hub, yep, mm-hmm. definitely the running game and probably being attacked in the middle of the field with the tight end. So, you know, the, the inside linebackers and uh, the outside linebackers covering the flats are going to be huge. And, um, yeah, I don't know if they're going to get beat deep. I mean, they've got the one speedster from Auburn, uh, Schwartz, I think is his last name. Uh, he's very fast. So if Chubb and Hunt are – Doing enough damage, I can see All us getting. In. Yeah, I can see us getting sucked in, and that guy beating us over top. But um, I do think it's. I think they. I think they're a little banged up on offensive line a little bit too. I think the Bears can get after them. I. I don't feel like we're overwhelmed or outgunned or outman when it comes to the line of scrimmage, and and again without sounding overly cliche, um, winning the battle at the line of scrimmage is really going to dictate the Bears' chances for winning or not really doing well, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I think we'll have our chances from what I've seen from Cleveland first two weeks. Now, granted, first week was Kansas City. Right. Uh, but even last week with the Titans, I mean, with the Texans, Tyrod Taylor was, was, was balling until he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, so I, I think we will have our chances. Like, that that defense can be got, mm-hmm. but we know the capabilities of Clowney and Garrett. But we will have our chances about us executing offensively. Our defense will will have to hold steady to, to get an offensive opportunity, but we have to execute on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, it, at, at the end of the day, that's what it's going to come down to. 
I mean, like you said, we had four turnovers this week, and we only scored six points. They scored 13. I'm saying six off the turnovers, though. Six off the turnovers. Yeah, 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 you're right. You know, so it's like, you know, that's that's not – that's (laughs) cowboy-esque. You know, like, you know, (laughs) just saying, you know, like. Shout I'm out sorry. to the Cowboy fans. I'm sorry, Cowboy Nation. But, I mean, we're going to have to execute offensively. You know, like, it's, I mean, at the end of the day. I mean, I know, like GM said, we don't know what we're going to have with the quarterback position. So, we have to focus more on the defensive side of the ball. But the offense got to execute. Yeah. <laughs> Simple, yeah. gotta execute and in whatever way possible. Hey, by the I, way, shout out, shout out to the offensive line. By the way, uh, they didn't look, they weren't great, but they weren't bad either. Uh, and Jason Peters, the old man, is playing his butt off. I, I he, he had he had a good game against. Uh, yeah, I, I'll against say this: team. I would I wouldn't blame the sack fumble on the old line. No, no. No, Fields held that ball way too goddamn that, long. You know what? And that's one thing I, yeah, I meant to bring. I meant to bring that up. That's his. That's one issue. He does hold mm-hmm. the ball a little too long, uh, right? For my taste, he's got to. He's got to learn. He's got to have that internal clock to mm-hmm. to, to to get rid of it. So, uh, so yeah, that's something he needs to he needs to work on in practice this week if he's uh, if he's planning on starting on Saturday on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, let's move. You know, let's move on to college football. Glenn, I don't know where you want to start. Do we want to start down in uh, Florida with Miami or maybe Alabama, Florida? Where, where do you want to start? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to Florida. Uh, before we get to the, to the good stuff, which was that game against uh, the Crimson Tide and the Gators, the yeah. two teams I love to hate the most. Um, I, I, I can't. I, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm befuddled, bemused uh just flummoxed when it comes to the fact that Miami Hurricanes <laughs> and the Florida State Seminoles are collectively 0 and 6. I, I I can't even wrap my brain around that. That in those football rich communities in that football rich state, a state that basically pretty much you know pumps out talent for you know at least the southeastern part of this country. That they can't win a game. <laughs> I just, just can't. And then, the, and that they look, they look like they're not getting the talent. Like the talent's going to UCF, it's going to the Gators, it's going to Alabama, it's going to Georgia, it's going to everybody but the Hurricanes and the Seminoles. And the Seminoles can't keep a coach. I mean, this is that used to be the destination spot. It's like you couldn't. It's like, hey, as soon as Bobby Bowden's gone, I want to take go Jimbo Fisher with a national championship down there. And it's just been garbage since. I, I cannot understand it. It is crazy to me. What can yeah, you make of it? You you bring up Florida State. I watched a, a bit of the uh, the Wake Forest Florida State game. Wake Forest had their way with them the entire game. It it, it wasn't a contest. <laughs> it makes no sense. And it's like Wake really? Did, wow. When did they get a football team? Um, it is man crazy. Oh. This is like it's like we're in Bizarro world right now. Florida State's college basketball team is better than Wake Forest's basketball team. That that's how <laughs> that things have sense. flipped. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. How things have flipped. That's 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 crazy. 
It doesn't yeah. make sense. Chris Chris Paul was out there for uh, for Wake Forest this past weekend, uh, cheering on the guys. He was actually on the sideline, and I, it 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 didn't it's make weird. any sense to it's me. It's weird. It's college, weird. college football is not what it used to be. I guess. Dude, it's, it's, it's weird. Think about all the Hall of Fame NFL players that come from Florida State. Yeah, and, and they can't. Dion and Brooks and you know so on and so forth. These these boys can't keep anybody there. That's crazy to me. But moving past that shocking statement and realization, what Florida did. And I hate the Gators. I truly, truly hate the Gators. I hate the Gators so much. I actually didn't mind Alabama beating them. That's how much I hate the Gators because I can't stand Alabama. It's weird. <laughs> that being said, I just wanted to be a good game. And at one point, what was like 21 to three or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this, Al- Alabama yeah. ran away at first. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is over already. I'm like, these boys are full of crap. We got two quarterbacks down there. Can't nobody pass the ball in Florida. All they can do is run. This is going to be horrible. Let me go ahead, go to work. I'll just see the final score when I get, whoa, this is a game. What? Mm-hmm. Come on, Gators. Oh, wait, what did I just say? Come on, Gators. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a game. You know, and it was just, it was fun watching them say, no, Alabama, you not today. You're not going to run ramshot over us today. And to punch them back in the mouth and to say, hey, they, they bleed. And if they bleed, we can kill it. They didn't quite mm-hmm. have enough time. They probably felt like they ran out of time. But that was a good game, man. And that, that, hopefully gave some other teams an indication of how you can attack Alabama, which will overall be good for college because we can't just have them just dominating like they've been dominating. Yeah, I, I was I was watching the game. I was actually at work, and I was watching the game with, uh, with my guy Joe. And uh, we were actually talking about how when it was, you know, 7 nothing and then 14-0, how it's just unfair. It's Alabama and then the rest of college football. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was like, oh my, this is, you know, I don't know if this is good for the game. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. yeah. things turned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, Florida, Florida made a game of it down in the swamp. And uh, I, I felt a little better about, about college football. Uh, I, almost, I, I almost took Alabama in my parlay, and I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> right. You were going to take the spread? I was, I was. In yeah. the parlay? I was oh, thinking wow. about it. Yeah, I thought about it. Uh, I didn't. Not that it mattered, because freaking, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll get, we'll definitely get to that later. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, um, it, 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 it makes you believe in, in, in the goodness of college football now. You know that, that, that there is a team that can hang with the Crimson Tide. Yeah, these are possibilities, and, if, and yeah. if they face one another again in the SEC championship. They might have a chance, or it gives Georgia an opportunity to see. Oh, okay, this is how this we can kind of attack. Right, what we can right, do, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was so it was funny. So we talk about Miami. So crazy thing, I am big the U fan. I haven't cared. I haven't watched the U in years because they just been terrible. But I'm like waiting for the day for the U to come back and be good. But neither here nor there. My boy, when the U was getting obliterated by Michigan State, he he texted our group checks and he like, man, that makes that Alabama win don't look so good. But I'm watching Alabama at this point; they're up twenty one to three on right. Florida. I'm like, man, Alabama's Alabama. Alabama's Alabama. They putting it on Florida right now. And then 
like you said, they I think they scored before halftime. Out of, uh, Florida did. Florida. Yeah. And then the halftime show, what uh, one of the guys at the halftime show said that really stuck with me about that game. He said, you know what? We saw early on Florida playing those cupcakes. They wasn't ready for the talent and speed of Alabama early on. They end up figuring it out. And he was like, I wonder if them playing those games where they just can roll over teams hurt them coming into this game because the speed shocked them early on. And then well, from, not just that, you 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 ain't been hitting the mouth yet. Yeah, you know, right. You know, and so and it's like from 21-3 to the rest of that game, Florida outplayed them easily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like easily. And I, I was shocked. I like I said, I was out of town and I had ordered some food that was like I had to go pick it up like 20 minutes away. And it was like, God, did you damn did it. you go? Did you go get some lemon pepper chicken? I didn't get lemon pepper loose. Magic, <laughs> some, some Magic City was closed on Sunday, so I I, I, I couldn't go. I, I, I intended to. Uh, I was messing <laughs> with you, man. <laughs> but but I went to go pick up the food, and all I'm saying is like, man, this game is good. I left at the end of the third quarter. I'm like, I should be. I, I'm like, hopefully, I can get back before the game ends, and I made it back just before. The game ended, and I, I missed the fact that Florida actually had a chance to a tie chance. it. Yeah. But I'm like that, like you said, that's good for college football because it was looking like this Alabama versus everybody else because Clemson oh. didn't look good versus Georgia Tech. Oh. No, they look good all year, right? You know, I, I initially I thought with Clemson, I thought it was okay. Georgia's really good, right? So it's like okay, but. No, their offense just really isn't getting it done. Right. Oklahoma, I'm still not sold. Don't 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 don't, don't, even, don't even bring up Oklahoma. I'm not even I'm still not sold. Ohio State, I know nope. I said last week, like, you know, I still think, you know, they will handle the Big Ten. Mm, no. no. Uh, Penn State, Michigan Penn State. State. Penn State looked really good versus Auburn. I, I liked what I saw from Penn State versus Auburn. Uh, yeah, so that that Florida making it a game like that, it helps. It makes the rest of college football interesting. It's it's wondering when Florida meet Georgia, what's going to happen there to see who faces Alabama in the SEC championship game. Hold on now. Let's not assume it's going to be Alabama. I, I, I Honestly, I was about to say that because – Shockingly, Wait, Arkansas has been looking good. Who's gonna beat them in the West? Okay, hold on now. Football Ar- is always a game of attrition. Arkansas now, has been looking good. Texas AM has been looking good. Hey, well, hey. I'll say this to, 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 to Brandon's comments. And yes, those teams he mentioned, I would concur. Now, most people don't realize, but Texas AM is holding teams to less than six points a game. Mm-hmm. Now their offense. Is a work in progress, so that's where they can probably be got by Alabama, but they're gonna beat you up when you play them. They 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 beat Kent State and New Mexico, dude. I'm not saying that they're. How can I say this? 
there's winning games and then it's keeping people under six points a game. I mean, that's, that's a little different. That, that's even Alabama. Alabama's like one of the, I think, like when it comes to keeping teams from scoring, I think Alabama is like the 12th best team in the SEC and they're way down there nationally. Teams are scoring on Alabama. They're not stopping people from scoring. Um, A&M's got that kind of defense. The offense is a struggle. But Arkansas, you mentioned Arkansas. I don't know that Arkansas is necessarily going to beat them, but I don't know that necessarily they're going to lose to them. Arkansas gave them fits last year, and that was an all-world team from Alabama last year. And that defensive coordinator didn't go anywhere. And the offensive coordinator from Alabama left, went to Texas, and we saw what Arkansas did to Texas <laughs> a week ago. Okay, so hey, they might have something for it. and their offense is better. Arkansas's offense is better than it was last year. So hey, they could get after you. And a game of attrition, you're facing Texas A&M. You're facing Arkansas, who plays physical. You're going to face LSU, who's going to play physical. But the team, I think, that can trip them up because they have the offense to do so, and a little bit of an underrated defense is Ole Miss. I knew that. Lane, I figured. Yep. Yeah. Lane Kiffin knows how to get in the saving his head a little bit and matt Correll is a first round talent as far as nfl goes and they uh, Ole miss yeah, even when hugh freeze was there Ole yeah. miss, was beating Ole miss always is the one team that seems to trip alabama yeah it's that fly <laughs> it's that it's that flying ointment you know and and the thing that gives alabama a big time problem gives a lot of teams problem but I, I, so some folks in alabama and where they tend to have their kryptonite or the bit of their weakness is mobile quarterbacks who can pass the ball. And Corral, he's not super Mr. Dual athlete, but he can he can move and he can throw the ball. I mean, from going back to Johnny Manziel giving them problems, they always seem to have problems with those types of quarterbacks that can throw on a run and can move. Because that moving pocket, they're not a sitting target, and they can be accurate on the when they're throwing on a move. Ole Miss can put some schemes together to give you problems. Kiffin is definitely good for that. So I'm not saying that. Alabama's definitely going to be there. Obviously, they're the eyes on favor and getting there, but and they're going to be like it was. They they had some issues. Now that we see that they can bleed, they they can bleed a little bit. We'll see what happens. Hey, how did how did Arkansas turn it around so quickly? <laughs> well, the, the thing is, man, that the, the head coach is a solid head coach. Like he's like a lifer, but he's like the kind of guy that everybody really likes. He has that cordiality about him. Coaches like working with and for him. And players feel like, hey, this is the kind of dude that is positive. He he lifts me up. He doesn't tear me down to, to, to make himself seem better. Uh, they have a good defensive coordinator in Odom. And I think it right now it's just a situation where you're still in SEC. You're still going to get SEC talent. You're still going to get talent from Mississippi and, and Tennessee and, and so on and so forth. I, I just think that they're in a spot where they're maximizing everything they can do. Now, does that mean they're going to beat LSU? I don't know. Does that mean they're going to beat Ole Miss? I don't know. Does that mean they're going to beat Texas A&M this week? I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. Is it Texas A&M or Texas? Yeah, they play, yeah, they play, uh, yeah, A&M. play A&M, right. Yeah. I don't know, but we'll see what both they, teams they, are. They beat, they beat Texas already. Yeah, right. They Right, exactly. So we'll see where they, we'll see what both teams are. Yeah, they they bullied me. Yeah, they molly walked them. Um, so we'll see what both teams are. But I think Arkansas is, you know, a team that's ascending. I like where they're going quicker than where my volunteers are going. Um, speaking of which, we'll see how bad Tennessee is when they play Florida this week. Um, but <laughs> to your question, to your point, college football is interesting. And if there's any disappointments out there, I am disappointed in Oklahoma. 
although they're undefeated. I'm disappointed. In I'm the highly state. disappointed in Oklahoma. Yeah. Spencer Rattler, I'm not a buyer. Mm-hmm. Not at all. He needs to they stay another year. Messed up two. my damn parlay. <laughs> and, they're, and, and they're destroyers of parlays as well. Um, yeah, and, and, and Northwestern is a little disappointing to me. And I, I'm surprised they're, they seem to not be playing well. Like they're losing games not well, you know. Um, Michigan State's a nice surprise. You know, I don't know who Wisconsin is yet. Penn State's back on the horse. Michigan is quietly doing its thing. Um, the Pac-12 and the uh, ACC. Quietly, that, that Northern Illinois win was uh, was pretty resounding. Yeah, it's Northern Illinois, just like the Western <laughs> Michigan thing. I mean, it's like okay, like let's let's not get. I was too, just saying they they almost yeah. rolled sixty on them. Yeah, and guess what? Nobody knows. <laughs> the, the world doesn't, or, or or those who know could care less. But the Pac-12 and the ACC got some problems. I mean, if if it wasn't for Oregon, the Pac-12 would really be like nowheresville. And because uh, Washington is a disappointment this year, there's some really there's some big programs that are disappointing. And a Clemson, you know, two and one, but they just do not look like Clemson. And I don't know anybody else in the ACC that's worth talking about. So you know, what about Carolina? The Carolina's good at beating teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah. And that's and, and Sam Howell looks good as a quarterback for the Tar Heels when he's playing teams that they're supposed to beat. But when he plays a team that's of equal strength, he looks a little mortal. And so does North Carolina. So uh, they don't have the same skill, that the, uh, the dynamism at, at the skills positions that they had last year with Brown and, and Newsom being gone and Hunter and, and Carter being gone, they, they seem to be struggling a little bit against, again, teams of equal strength. So, you know, we'll see. But um, college football is going to be interesting. And I think, you know, in a few years, getting it to 12 teams, it's going to be one of those things where any any one of probably six to eight teams every year probably have a really good chance to win it. What do you think about uh, Cincinnati this year and their their oh, their hopes man. of getting to? Uh, to yeah, a I'm rooting I, for them. I, yeah, I, I'm rooting for them. Uh, Desmond Ritter looks a lot better than Spencer Rattler. <laughs> if we're talking quarterbacks here, um, but they they're more than just him, you know. And he's 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 improving. Um, it's you know Ahmad uh, Gardner, a cornerback, looks to be a, a top talent as well. Uh, they've got some good, you know the. Fickle used to be a Ohio State, you know, on the Ohio State coaching staff. And he's like kind of creating Cincinnati, kind of like a little mini Ohio State right now. Um, we got to see if they can maintain it. But this year, they need Notre Dame to win against Wisconsin to make their game more important. Now, even if Notre Dame loses to Wisconsin, if Cincinnati can beat Notre Dame, that's still a good win. But if the Irish beat the Badgers, and then when Cincinnati gets a hold of the Irish, if they beat them, that's the game that's going to really propel them in, in the forefront of being that, you know, other five that can make it into the playoff. Of course, they have to go and defeat it, but I think they got a good shot at it. I really like their chances. And that game's at Soldier Field. Uh, Notre Dame and, uh, Notre Dame and the Badgers. Wisconsin, yeah. 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 Uh, last thing before we, before we move on, uh, another team that messed up my second parlay, <laughs> uh, Liberty. Talk to me about uh, Malik Willis, man. Wow, Malik Willis. Um, 
you know, I, a lot of times I'll say, you know, quarterbacks, players that are, are that sometimes it's athletes playing at quarterback, you know, like, like Ryan Tannehill is an athlete playing quarterback when he got drafted, former wide receiver for the A&M Aggies. And uh, even Trubisky was an athlete playing at being quarterback, you know. Um, but then there are those guys like Justin Fields who are athletic quarterbacks who can pass the ball and do things. Malik Willis is not quite Justin Fields in that respect, but he's got a big arm and he's not overly tall, but he's a thick, solid, sturdy type of quarterback that can run through some arm tackles and he can throw off platform. He can throw on the run. Um, but what I like the most about him is his ability to galvanize his team to win games. And uh, last year uh, going up against some power five schools, they beat them on the road, beat Syracuse on the road, beat Virginia Tech on the road. And they lost by one point to North Carolina State. And at the end of the year, they beat Coastal Carolina, who was a ranked team in the bowl game. And so far this year, he's improved his passing. He's now completing passes over 70%. Uh, he's got seven touchdown passes with, uh, I believe, four rushing touchdowns. So a total of 11 touchdowns and no interceptions. So he is an ascending talent. Uh, I like his chances of being a top 10 pick in next year's draft. And I think Hugh Freeze, much maligned because of his, you know, averse morals and his bad decision making, he is rebuilding his reputation as a legitimate uh, offensive minded college coach um, with Liberty. Uh, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how far Liberty goes in the rankings this year. They are not. I was, I was telling you this earlier. We used to play Liberty when I was in Hampton every year. And we used they were they were a punching bag for us in the you know, <laughs> late '90s. It's not that way anymore. Uh, they they put some real money into that program and uh, made the ascent uh, up to uh, up to Division One A or to to F F C or FBS now. FBS and uh, yeah, they they so they are the same, like, the same Liberty Flames. So it sounds like y'all would be the punching bag now. Huh? Oh, they they've already done it. They they played. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, shout out to Hampton, we, we man. Y'all, y'all, y'all got the dub against Howard. Huh? We did, we did, man. Big win for us. Uh, they actually performed in my parlay, so shout <laughs> out to the Pirates. Yeah, smoke. Let me let me tell you about this real quick, man. So I, I did a a sixteen parlay uh, on Saturday, college. I uh, took Cincinnati uh, over Indiana, got that one. Took West Virginia over uh, Virginia Tech, got that one. Took Hampton over Howard, got that one. Took Texas Tech over Florida International, got that one. Took Houston over your boys. Yeah. Grambling. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Got that one. Not sorry. <laughs> and I said, you know what? There's that no way that pick. no way that uh that Nebraska's gonna be able to uh to to cover that spread uh against Oklahoma. This is the Nebraska team that that lost to Illinois in week one. Hmm. Didn't work out, man. $25 bet plus $4503. I would have won eleven hundred dollars Gone. Oklahoma. Oh, because of Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Because of the, the, the Heisman trophy favorite coming in. So <laughs> are you while you tripping Nebraska really probably arguably could have won that game outright. They shot themselves in the foot yeah. a gazillion yeah. times. The penalties were ridiculous in that game. The penalty they had, they had the uh, the turn of the ridiculous uh, interception. Yes, um, that was one of the best interceptions I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a smooth interception. Yeah. 
but uh, but yeah, messed up my my first part. Then I, I said, I'm gonna chase. I'm chasing. You know, let me, let me get it back. So I did a, a late game fourteen parlay. Right. Took Texas Tech again with Florida International. Got that one. Took New Mexico State over South Carolina State. You know, I, I knew that was gonna happen. Took Kennesaw State over Wofford. You know, and then for some strange reason. I said, there's no way Old Dominion is going to get beat by 28 points against Liberty. <laughs> I showed Glenn. I said, look at this. It was 31-17. <laughs> uh, Liberty was up on Old Dominion. I said, look at this. I might, I might be able to win this thing. And he said, yeah, don't worry. All you got to do is just, they just can't get to 45. Hmm. What? How much time was left? It was, third, it was in the third quarter. quarter about a quarter and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Final score, Liberty 45, Old Dominion 17. Yeah. Lost man. by half. Half, half a, a point. point. Half a point. Unbelievable. Don't, don't, don't bet, bet on don't bet on college football. <laughs> that's why I don't bet. Don't bet on man, college that, football. That's like the the I don't know if y'all seen like Bleacher Report was showing the guy that put a $25 bet. And he did like a 16 team parlay. Yeah. With Bet MGM on NFL. Yeah. And his last game was the he picked the Lions. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he would have won 700 K. Well, hey, the first half he was feeling great. Oh Roy. no. In the first half, he's like, man, I got a 16 point lead or a 14 point lead. Oh, I heard for him. And I'm like, man, because if he did it on like a fan duel or something, he would have been able to cash out. Yeah. But I guess since he did it at the actual sport book location, I guess he could. I heard for him. What? I think the Lions should pay him some money. <laughs> <laughs> they were the underdog, though. Still, he had faith in him. So was he. He was a bigger underdog. Oh, <laughs> he man. was that close. That's awful. Hey, let's move. On. Let's let's talk about some baseball real quick. Head into the playoffs before we before we get out of here. Um, let's start with your Yankee smoke. Um, you guys are still, you know, everybody's you know downplaying the Yankees right now. And they've had a rough couple of weeks, but they're only a half game out of the wild card. I I I wouldn't be too worried right now. Uh I would I would agree had had Gary Cole didn't get smacked up by Cleveland the other day. That really scares the hell out of me. <laughs> like because that was that was the one guy I was like, okay, that's a sure win. And they beat the crap out of us. So I mean, we got our chance coming up. We we got a three-game set against Boston. We gotta go in and do our job. If we if we want to get in the playoffs, we gotta we gotta go in and and beat them guys. Simple as that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Simple as that. Um, I don't. It's like one game we hit, and then and we don't pitch, and then it's vice versa. Like it's like we don't do. We're not doing everything together. It's like we out hit a team or. Well, if we're, if we're pitching well, we win a one-run game. If our pitching isn't doing well, we either get blew out or we outslug the team. It's like we aren't playing com- like complete baseball as a team right now. And 
Bryce side, we got Severino back, you know, but we we got to go in and have the business against Boston. As simple as that. So Interesting. You, you keep using this we mantra. I didn't know you were playing out there with the uh, <laughs> aforementioned Yankees. Because uh, uh, if you were, I'd ask you to explain to me directly how you guys lost 11 games this month and actually had gone on a seven-game losing streak. It's just <laughs> amazing. It's the teams you lost. But I will say this to the Yankees' credit. Uh, three times this month, they have won back-to-back games. So they're able to kind of pull it around you know mm-hmm. when they start going on these tangents where they're losing but it is scary because you guys have had several losing streaks of more than three games more yeah. than once this year and you don't want that at this point because you won't have enough games to to kind of make it to up. make it up mm-hmm. I, I, I actually i just looked at you guys remaining schedule oh my goodness yeah it's not <laughs> easy after, <laughs> after texas you got boston mm-hmm. the jays and then to, uh, tampa bay yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's not. You're going to earn it. <laughs> if we want to make it in, we got to handle biz against Boston and the Jays. Yeah. You Tampa. It. Tampa ain't going to happen. Them. Yeah. Well, Tampa probably, they're going to they be chilling that, that, that final Man, we the Yankees. <laughs> we the Yankees. They're not about to chill when they come to us. Oh, man. We um, got to give ourselves a cushion. And we I'm got worried. two opportunities to do it. I'm worried about my team now, uh, the White Sox. Yes. Um, they've lost, what, seven of nine now. Yeah, 10 mm-hmm. losses this month entirely. Still uh, still 10 and a half up, and the magic number to clinch is two uh, coming you know, as we as we record this podcast. So, that, I mean, they're going to win the division. That's, that's, a, that's a given, I hope. But uh, yes, they're going to win the division. <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop <laughs> it. Man, if they blow that. We go to Detroit, man. man. It don't look good, man. I'm, man. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. Win. It's two but stinking games. They'll win the, the division. Deal. Here's the deal, man. You got a week until the playoff start, man. They, at some point, they, they're not going to be able to just turn it on. At some point, they got to figure this thing out. Uh, you know, they haven't like, really been hitting every, you know, every game. I know they scored seven the other night again or the other day against uh, in Texas. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little worried, man. Once the divisional series comes, man, it's going to be a three and out. Look, because you all will face Houston. There's going to be the Astros, right. yeah. So we're right. going to go to Houston. Look, I, I understand that this month we've only won back-to-back games once. Okay, and we've lost back-to-back games at least three times just in the month of September. But the man, bright side man, is, man, man, Jim, sound like you repeating yourself and come my Yankees. Sound like y'all just a product of a weak division. No, I'm just wow, wow, wow. Well, hey, upside is even though we struggled this month, we have gone 500 against two playoff-caliber teams with the A's and the Red Sox, three and three. So I think our focus is more there when we're playing teams that demand our focus. I think if you look at a lot of our lineups, some of our best players are being held out, be it on the pitching staff or the everyday guys or position guys, because we're trying to get healthy enough to prepare for that long stretch called the playoffs. That's true. Hope it's a long stretch. Uh, Now I know there are concerns, but I looked at that Cardinals team that LaRusso was still managing 
that barely won was it 87 games and they went on to win the world series so i'm gonna pull a little aaron Rodgers here a little a ron and say r-e-l-a-x just just relax you know we should we've got a talented team in baseball it's the next day's pitcher you know what i'm saying let's, let's stop looking at these it ain't football or basketball where you get into these ruts because or whatever sometimes a rut begins and ends with the next day's pitcher so we've got four solid pitches we can put out there starting and i feel decent about our middle relief and our closers if we don't overuse them and we've got an offense that can really kick it into gear when they do kick it into gear and pantera has been tearing it up he's been the most consistent arguably one of the more consistent players in the second half of the season particularly since he's come back from injury so we're we're, we're not bad and and i'll end with this i know we have a better record at home than on the road people are like oh we need to get home field advantage no we get home field advantage and lose the first game at home or the second game at home. Now, psychologically, it's in our head. I, we don't yeah, know we're if not we can good win. On the road. Mm-hmm. Right. However, we start on a road. Ain't no pressure to game. win. Right. No pressure to win because you're supposed to not win. You're not supposed to win. But you win a game. Now you come home, your confidence is buoyed and enhanced. And the other team's feeling like, oh, we got to go there. And it's yeah. tight. And what and go, what if we go 0-2? Hey, we're not supposed oh, to win there. Okay. So you come home, you lick your wounds, and you kick their butt at home. And, and you then make it a five, you make it a three. And then game, game five. Game five right. is anything is possible. Exactly. Hey, I want to uh, – it's not going off topic, but shout out to the White Sox for, for showing love to my little guy Chase, man. If y'all don't know, the little kid who they – was recording. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. that's 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 my guy. I train him infield wise. Okay. That's my guy, man. And like that, that was that's that's crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's good me, stuff. So man. so me and him, when I started doing my training thing, he submitted our video to MLB Network, and they did the Sandlot to the Show segment on him. Nice. With, uh, with me training them like okay. so and then to see that like the kid charisma is crazy it's it's oh, like, clearly man yeah, yeah, yeah it, no it's crazy man <laughs> so shout out to the socks for that man yeah but he had he had he had Kimbrel down man yeah. <laughs> yeah he had him down that was that was awesome man that was awesome and then just to see his reaction when he when he saw that he was on tv mm-hmm. right was was awesome Priceless. man that was, yeah. that was outstanding outstanding Kimbrel hooked him up man yeah, Kimbrel. Yeah. Uh, I know he gave he gave him an autograph ball. He got and then he came back too. and got him. Yeah, he, yeah. he went back. Kimbrel went back in the clubhouse and got him got him a pair of cleats mm-hmm. with the with the gold bottoms. Nice. So uh, I said, yeah, he should he should hold on to those for a while. Man. Oh yeah, he ain't Kimbrel, gonna be fit him. Kimbrel, Kimbrel gets to the hall. <laughs> <laughs> he got he he got some real memorabilia there. Man. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. That's cool. What's what's his name again? His name is uh Chase. Chase, Chase Boykins. All right. Mm-hmm. So we need to we need to look out for him, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's outstanding. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. But yeah, this team, I'm I'm with what a little, little over a week and a half left. They got to turn it on at some point. That's all I'm saying. Man. That's all I'm saying. And and, Kim, and we talked about Kimbrel. Kimbrel's got to pick it up. Man. <laughs> 
get Chase out there to, to work. We need, with yeah, him. they need to Chase work. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Get get that hook right. Get it right, cause uh, cause yeah, he's, you know, when they when they traded for him, and you know they said it's gonna put him with uh, with Hendricks. Kopech and Hendricks, you know, seven, eighth, and ninth was supposed to be the lockdown innings, and I don't think we've really, and it's not just Kimbrel. I mean, it seems like uh, when Kimbrel's on, Hendricks is off, <laughs> and, vice, and vice versa. You know, I don't know what what that's about, but. Uh, but yeah, we they they got to figure that the, the the back end of that bullpen out on a consistent basis. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, we've we've seen Anderson. I guess he's played a couple of games in a row now because he was he was out for a little bit. But uh, I think he's the he's the catalyst of this team. Um, and what what Anderson does, where where he goes is where the team goes. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I'm just I'm just a little nervous. <laughs> just a little little nervous. Hey man, game got to be played. It's all about execution. Yes, sir. Hey, hey let's uh, let's go to picks. <laughs> and uh, last week, <laughs> last week, uh, it looks like I was the lead dog. Look at that. This one, we, we, we one and two. The script here. The worm is turned. I'm zero six. Good lord! Like Miami and Florida State all wrapped up. In what one. man? You like the Yankees on a bad week? <laughs> so uh, yeah, I went three and zero last week. Uh, Glenn, you went the uh, the five hundred route. That's right, baby. One one one. one, one. Wow! With the uh, who you had to push, push. with uh, with Denver, right? Uh, no, uh, uh, Bengals, Bengals, Bengals and Bears. Bengals, Bears. That's what it was. All right, and then Smoke, uh, you went zero and three. Uh, that Chiefs game, that Chiefs Ravens game, which by the way was freaking amazing, crazy. Uh, yeah, that 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 probably hurt you right there. That hurt me, and the and the Thursday night game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You had you had yeah. Giants, Giants uh, football team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Goal to him. But you know, we took the early open. If I waited for Cincinnati, Chicago, I win that one because it dropped to two and a half. I would have won by half a point. Damn, it dropped. Really, it dropped. Yeah, it, it did drop to two, two and a half for some people. You know, it, it all depends. I mean, look, when we put it, it all, in, yeah, it all depends in. on which one you look, right. in, and it all depends on which one you're looking at too. Right. Yeah, we we locked in. I'm not tripping. I'm just saying, man, you know, it's half a moment longer. Hey, half I'm, point. So since I had my, my bad luck, actually the last two weeks, uh, I've, I've had four parlays and I've lost all of them in one game. So I don't uh, bet, brother. <laughs> so this week I'm going to actually bet our picks from uh, from the show. Oh, and three, I'm, here you go. I'm going to see if that works. <laughs> I am going to Guaranteed. see if that works. Oh and three. So, uh, <laughs> smoke. You are zero and six now. So, uh, oh, man, good lord. You can uh, have the honor. Of All right. First. Okay. So, I think I'm going to go two college games. Oh snap! I'm go. going. I'm going to go Notre Dame plus six and a half. Ooh. In Wisconsin. Actually, it's not a bad bet. Neutral site. 
with their defense. Get plus six. Actually, the weird, you know, the weird part about this. So they're they're doing a a, a neutral site series, or I guess you would call it that. Wisconsin's the home team at Soldier Field this week, and then I guess next year or whenever they 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 redo it, Notre Dame is going to be Notre Dame is going to be the home team at Lambeau. What? Yeah. Somebody somebody thought it was a crazy. cute idea and they convinced yeah. everybody else it was it was snazzy. So they went with it. Wow. Okay. Uh second one I'm going. I'm going West Virginia plus 16 and a half versus Oklahoma. All right. Wow, you really hate Oklahoma too. <laughs> They're plus 16 and a half? Yep. That seems like way too many points. Yeah. But again, I cannot fault you for your decision. It seems like someone just wants yeah, to give after, you money. After my Nebraska debacle, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> and then I'm doing this one hoping that I, I lose it. I'm going uh, Packers plus three and a half versus San Francisco. I thought I thought about that game, actually. I look at it this way. If it, it, San Francisco hasn't looked like no the hype. They haven't looked like what people are hyping them up to be. If they if they dominate Green Bay this week, that just means they're just his kryptonite. Hey Glenn, who you got, man? All right, fellas. Um, I'm iffy about all my picks, so I'm just gonna go ahead and just grab the bit and just, just just hold on to it. Hope I win. I'm taking the Cardinals, Stanford. Plus four and a half versus UCLA. Stanford's been playing better lately. UCLA looked a little vulnerable against the Bulldogs from Fresno State. What was that line again? Uh, I got four and a half according to points bet. Plus or minus? Uh, plus four and a half. Plus four and a half. Okay, cool. Uh, we talked a lot about this team earlier, and it looks like uh, Brandon's really high on them. So I'm going to go with Smoke's enthusiasm and take the, the pig suey. Arkansas Razorbacks <laughs> over the Aggies from Texas A&M. So Arkansas is getting five and a half. All right. Again, at a neutral site at Jerry World. And I'm going one pro. And I know this team barely lost, and then they barely won. So I barely have any faith in them at all. And I'm that's the Cowboys. So I'm going to take <laughs> Philly plus four mm-hmm. against the Cowboys. In Jerry World, I got two Jerry World games. You went all all dogs this week. But actually, both you guys went all dogs. Maybe it's that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Yeah. All right. So you got Stanford, Arkansas, and the Eagles. Um, I'm going to follow in you guys' footsteps. I'm doing two college and one pro. Um, After watching the Wake Forest Florida State game. I'm taking Wake Forest plus four against Virginia. (laughs) Um, I'm taking Wisconsin minus the six and a half against Notre Dame and Soldier Field. And uh, my NFL game, I'm taking the Raiders minus four and a half against Miami. That was initially I was going to do two NFL and I was going to take the Raiders. Then I saw Oklahoma was up. I want to be clear here. The smoke, did you say plus six for the Badgers? Because Ezra just said minus six for the Badgers. No, I said plus six no, plus for Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame. Okay, I missed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
So I got Wake Forest, Wisconsin, and the Raiders. So uh, good luck, fellas. Good luck. I'm I'm definitely I'm a I'm a I'm a try my odds here and see if it see if this works this week on my on my real on my real uh, uh, parlay. So we'll wish me luck. Wish me luck there. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. Uh, fellas, thank you, thank you guys. Appreciate your time. Uh, to the listeners, thank you for choosing us. We greatly appreciate it. We don't take your listens lightly. Uh, you can find our our wonderful little podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio. Um, oh, that gummit! I messed up. I, I'm missing one. Said um, <laughs> Spotify. You did. Damn, what am I missing? Forget it. Spotify, wherever Apple, you find, wherever you Stitcher. find all your favorite podcasts, you'll find us. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep up with all the platforms. <laughs> My goodness, man. You can also find us at hp53productions.com. Uh, there you can find a link to our podcast as well as the Super Duper podcast hosted by Rob Griggs. And the Father Good podcast hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. Uh, once again, happy birthday, Smoke. Happy birthday, hey, buddy. man. Appreciate that. And uh, Glenn, please take us out. Hey, like we always say. We're not saying we're right. We don't think I can't even do it now. <laughs> we don't, we don't it's, too late, right. it's too late, fellas. It's too late. <laughs> oh, we don't say we were. We don't wait. Oh, heck with it. Just come back next week. We'll have it ready then. <laughs> Peace.